This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. Today's program is entitled, How Much is Enough? Last episode, I talked about the question, when should I retire? This week, I want to focus a bit more on the financial end of that question. I want to consider the question, how much money is enough? Relativity is a word we associate with Einstein and physics. Relativity is a word I closely associate with retirement. Of course, the amount of money you need to live is relative to the way you wish to live. The wife of the owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team recently asked for $1 million per month in a divorce settlement so that she could live in the manner in which she is accustomed. We could assume she's used to living relatively well. Most of us would probably consider a million dollars a month more than adequate. You can live on a lot of money or you can live on little. When considering retirement, in many cases, the choice is about how you want to live, not whether or not you can afford to retire. Of course, retirement costs are closely tied to the time we have left to live. Will it be five years, 10, or perhaps even 20 or 30? How much does that cost? None of us know, do we? Several friends of mine in Alaska had planned well for a long, comfortable retirement. They had invested carefully. They planned on traveling to exotic places. The investments and carefully researched destinations didn't help them. One died within months of retirement in a car accident. The other within two years of cancer. They were in their early 60s. Now, my mother lived to age 92, Her only income after reaching 65 was Social Security. She saved money every month. Health care was covered by Medicare. She lived in a home that was mortgage-free. She didn't own a car. She could walk to the grocery store, drug store, post office, and doctor. She lived a very low-keyed life focused around family, church, and community. It suited her. Financially, retirement was easily realized. When we retired, we tried to assess our financial position by letting some very basic numbers speak for themselves. There were two factors to consider. First, how much would it cost us to live in a manner that would please us? And secondly, how much money would we receive in retirement income? The question of how long we might live had to be estimated at best. We got out a piece of paper and wrote down some basic expenses. Two major expenses were covered. We had just paid off our mortgage. And even more important, our retirement package included comprehensive health care for life. Years later, a university financial professor told us that we had the best health care package he'd ever seen. We were lucky. We would still have to provide for taxes, insurance, utilities, and upkeep. We wrote down what we considered a generous sum to provide for these housing costs. Then we listed food expenses for a month. 
Again, we tended to be generous. Next, we listed automobile and travel expenses. A few other factors were considered and listed. Travel, education, entertainment, savings, etc. It was easy to draw a line and determine a total. It amazed me at how little money it would take to allow us to live the way we wanted. The next step was to look at what our retirement income would be. The income bottom line was much larger than the expense bottom line. It was obvious that if we were to continue working at our jobs, it would be because of something other than money. We always joked that our comfortable retirement has been provided by the decisions to not buy a boat, an RV, or another new car. Not sure this is true, but these items never appeared on our radar as necessary nor desirable in our retirement. I've always thought the best financial advice ever given was the line, spend a little less than you make. I know that when we were working and gaining increases in wages each year, our spending always increased to keep pace. When the yearly total decreased, our expenditures seemed to decrease right along with it. Not a problem. It has been 28 years since we figured out how much money is enough for us. Our calculations were correct. We still save money every month. And I think our friends would all agree that we live very well. We have never had regrets about retiring early. I would have to admit that we have been lucky. Now there is a word that could blanket this entire conversation. We were lucky in that we never had a serious illness. And we had excellent health insurance to cover normal care. We never had a serious financial setback, like a lawsuit, divorce, bad investments, or unexpected support of our parents or children. As I said, there's no substitute for good luck. The bottom line remains firm. You just have to spend a bit less than you earn. You might be surprised by how much pleasure can come from a walk in the woods compared to a cruise in the Aegean. I've done both, and I would take a walk in the woods any day. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.